Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Thank you so much for coming here. And shout out to everybody at City Life today. We want to shoot this video because we have a team of 20 of us that are at the Flavor Fest conference that I'm getting to speak at and we're learning and growing. It's one of the largest urban ministry conferences in the world. And we're kicking off a brand new series called Say Yes. And we thought about bringing in a speaker, but truthfully, it was so close to my heart that I couldn't envision not sharing content. And so we wanted to do kind of a video together where we're sitting in a room and we're having church right now. And when you hear the word church, for us, it means it means a family committed uh, in Jesus. The word we like is ecclesia, which is a gathering of people. And so hopefully you even reshape now as you watch us here to realize, man, church is not a building. And I'm sure you know that by now, thinking of city life, because we rent Harry Hill and the auditorium is not even ours because the movement of God can't be stopped. And if you think about the season we've been in, it's been quite an amazing summer moving into this fall. So we've had uh, the Forever Me, which is a series all about identity, like who we are is whose we are. And then here we are moving into the Love the City campaign, like God's love runs to, not from. And to see the generosity of our community and to see lives impacted by a simple message of you're loved, you belong, and you have purpose, just just echoing. And then for us, we thought, okay, well, how do you follow this up? And it's just been very simple. There's not a maybe with God. There's not a, uh, he's so beautiful that, that you're left with a yes. I thought in our culture today, it, um, it's so easy to, to be hurt, um, because there's so much to be hurt by and it's easier to say no, but I want to recognize that in this room, first and foremost, is I recognize you guys are the choir, so to speak. Mm. I'm preaching to the choir. And so you, you've already said yes. And huge props to you, but it should never get old. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a lyric in a new song that's going to come out. It, it says, preach to the choir, don't stop. Man, I love it. It's like you can never get enough of hearing God. Yeah. Hearing about how awesome Jesus is, who he is, the beauty of how he operates, and I hope today you're so compelled by it. In fact, I want to give you a real long clip of this song. Are you cool with that? This won't come out until next year. We have the Sounds Good Unveiling. Uh, We're doing online this year, October 25th, so this is a little plug for that. (laughs) And here's just one of the songs, and uh, so check out this long clip. Preach to the choir, don't stop, man, I love it. Ha ha, that's all um, if you're taking notes, and, and I encourage you to take notes as well, is it, I've titled this message, Jesus Said a Big, Bold Yes. I hope that we'll be so compelled to say yes and, and have more confidence to say yes because we see how Jesus said yes. Uh, as I've been preparing for this, I'm wrecked at the setting of where I believe he said yes. He said yes way before the cross. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a moment when it's, it's so difficult that one of the text, uh, one of the writers describes that his he's praying in agony and his sweat becomes as if it's blood. And, and this is the type of uh, yes Jesus said for you and me to have freedom. Yeah. So let's open up in prayer. 
Jesus, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the opportunity to gather. Um, God, you're the one that says we belong. You're the one that says we have purpose, and you're the one that says yes to us. And we thank you for just who you are and what you do. And we pray that you'll move in such a powerful way in this series, in this month. God, that, that we'll never be the same. That say yes will lead to something greater and bigger, more than we can think, imagine, or dream. In Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 So check this out. We're going to read a text out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. It says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, and we have this on the screen for you as well, who we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy, and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. Now, one of the things I love about the author's writing about God is how much it reminds us that it is not ever built on our ability to succeed. And you will always notice this. Now, our nature and our flesh nature wants to constantly put ourselves in the, in the chair and be the king, but we already have a king. It's his kingdom. He gets the glory, and we're not ever trying to substitute that place or manufacture power on our own. And so this is what Paul's doing. He's writing saying, okay, I know there's a question about were we coming or weren't we coming. This church is very dear to him, so he cares about these people, and he's reminding them, look, you might be confused whether I've been saying yes or no, and we haven't been. And in fact, the whole thing, the whole premise of what we taught you and what we described to you was that it's always yes in Jesus. And it continues, it says, for all the promises of God. You ever had a promise broken? <laughs> we have. Yeah. And I think for some of us, it's, that's why we wrestle with the idea to even consider that God is intimate, close, and personal because of how we've been told no is we think that God's just going to tell us no. We think he's the God of rules. Well, he's the Ten Commandments. Do not, thou shalt not. Wait, wait, wait. If you go back, though, he said yes. He empowered, said go be fruitful, multiply, take dominion. He said yes with relationship. Mm -hmm. And even when he's given rules, he's saying yes for freedom. He's always trying to set us free. And so I hope that we will kind of unpack the abuse of what, what has happened to us of why we're afraid to say yes. And that's what I really hope to impart uh, today. For the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. So the amen, the, the loudest amen is because of God's promises fulfilled through Jesus. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. God never leaves us alone period. And I think today we'll be so compelled by looking at his son and how his son says yes and the confidence that we can have in him. And one of the things I would just like to debunk is this idea of a yes man. You know, like, oh, you just got yes men around you. You know, you just got yes men. So don't ever be a yes man. But if you stop and think about it, I want to be a yes man when it comes to God. Yeah. Right. Amen. I, got, I, I don't want to negotiate with God. I want to be a yes man. I want to be yeah. surrounded by people that are saying yes and amen to God's promises. Yeah. We're saying no to the kingdom of darkness, but too often we haven't. We're talking ourselves into the ways of God instead of saying yes, yes, yes. So I hope we're saying no to darkness today. I hope we get more confidence because we're going to look at Jesus. And uh, I like how the message puts it. It says, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus in him. 
This is what we preach and pray, the great amen, God's yes and our yes together. Picture that. Jesus gives us a yes because of God's yes. And then now we're together and we have a yes. It's okay. These bonds have been broken on this earth and our relationships have been severed and we felt so much pain and shame and guilt, condemnation. But God comes in and he breathes life. It's, it's how he operates. It's what he does. And I hope that today we're, we're, we're excited to say yes. You know, you think about, will you date me? You know, when uh, some, someone writes a letter, yes or no. You know, there's this, in our culture, there's this word sure. And sure means great. It means sure. You know, like it's sure of it. But sure could also kind of mean like, yeah, I'll be there. Sure. Sure. And so I kind of have a pet peeve for sure because I'm kind of like, well, is it a yes? Because you might mean a yes, but I don't know. But but a yes can't be confused. Mm-hmm. Right. True. It, and, and God is saying yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something that's confused. Mm-hmm. It says our yes together, gloriously mm-hmm. evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. Jesus said a big, bold Yes. It's what he said. It's what he's done. And we're going to look at Jesus in a story of Jesus. I want you to see this uh, quote this blogger writes. It's Susan Jeffers and says, saying yes means getting up and acting on your belief that you can create meaning and purpose in whatever life hands you. I thought that's a great way to illustrate if we really believe in Jesus, life's going to hand us some curveballs, but we're looking past our own setting. We're looking to where we're going and we have this great hope that he's going to make all things new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to look up. And I think as we look up, we're going to find that there is a great yes for us. And today I want to invite you in that God wants your signature. Mm-hmm. You don't need a signature for grace. We don't need a cosigner. But God longs for a cosigner to give grace. Mm-hmm. He doesn't force his gift of love. He doesn't force his, his yes upon anybody. He, he doesn't ever violate us. He's patient. He's slow. And the yes matters to him. And how we say it is, is clear. In, in Matthew 5, it talks about oaths. And it says, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all. Do not take an oath by at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, or for the city of the great king. I mean, people, you know, throw, we do this, I swear, man, I swear on my mom's grave. Mm-hmm. You know, people, I swear, I swear. It's like, no, no, check this out. Yeah. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. God's looking for clarity. Satan always works in confusion. He always does. He wants us to be iffy. In fact, scripture talks about that. He wishes, God wishes that we were hot or cold because if we're lukewarm, he's going to spit us out. So let's look at the yes, okay? Don't build this campaign on me. Don't build it on you. Don't build it on anybody we know. Let's build it on Jesus. And there's this moment in the garden of Gethsemane. And he goes, there's a place that the disciples knew they frequent often. So for me, a place that I frequent often is coffee shops, meeting people. 
And we pray in coffee shops. It's a place we frequent often. So if I say, hey, I'm going to go meet someone at Starbucks, the new one on Lowe's off of 96 on the south side. We're going there. It's great. Right across the street from El Dacos. People know about that spot. So Gethsemane, meaning the, 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 it's meaning the oil press, the oil pressing. And it's, it's the foot, it's at the bottom, the Mount of Olives. And it's described as an urban garden. And so here it says in Mark, it says, and they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. His closest team. And he took with him Peter, James, and John and began to greatly be distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. Now, if we've ever led a group of people, and I know as parents we felt that sometimes our kids let us down. Yeah. And now they're children, and, but it can still hurt. Sometimes they say things that are mean or if they... Don't respond the way we want. It, 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 it hurts. Even though we're great, it hurts. Jesus' closest ride-or-die people, in a moment, he says, can you wait here? Let's pray and, 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 and be awake because I am sorrowful. My, my soul and my spirit is in agony. You would think they could rise to the moment. And too often, here's what happens to us. We think we'll rise to the moment. We have no strength outside of ourselves, and this story is so beautiful because it shows the picture of how great God's yes is. I believe this moment right here is, is the greatest manifestation of the yes of heaven. Right. Does God really love us? Right. People say, well, um, well, how could a good God let people suffer? It, it's one of the great mysteries, but here's one thing we know. It's not that he doesn't care because he lets his son suffer. Yeah. And we see the fully human version of Jesus in this moment. I mean, he's the God man, so it, it's easy to say, well, it's easy for Jesus. Well, no, no, no. No, it was actually really hard for him to say yes because he knew what he was going to endure. And, and it says, going a little further, he fell on the ground and he prayed, if it were possible, the hour might pass for him. Here he's talking to his dad. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but you will. And he came and he found them sleeping. This is his friends and said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. If God tells us no, it's because he has a greater yes. Yeah. He did not answer Jesus's cry. And Jesus was humble enough to say, okay, Father, I know your will is greater. If there was any other way, please. This is a flesh moment. It's beautiful, but the spirit is stronger. And it goes on that the, the, the guards come and they, you know, he's, he's betrayed by Judas with the kiss. And Peter cuts off one of the soldier's ears and Jesus heals it. And he says, I could call armies of angels down right now. We could punk everybody out. We could run this thing, but we're not going to. Because Jesus is going low. This is what heaven's yes looks like. This is why Jesus' big, bold yes is worth my attention. Right. I'm not scared to say yes anymore because it's, the promises aren't yes in me. That's right. The promises are yes in Jesus. This is where it happens. You got a picture of what this garden will even look like. Uh, cool, just doing it's cool doing some research in just the Garden of Gethsemane is um, in 2012, there was some scientists that did some studies of some of these olive trees and they found that amongst this garden are some of the oldest trees known to science. And some have debated with the carbon dating if these are the very trees that when Jesus was there. 
You know, it's interesting is it's an urban garden. And where did the fall happen? In a garden. And now here you have an urban garden in a city. Where's all of story going for all of creation? Starts in a garden with God and it ends in a city. Delighting with God. And here's our Lord and Savior redeeming the exact moment that the fall happened. Our places of our biggest failure and our biggest shame and our biggest issues is the exact place where God wants to show up and show off his yes. Period. He wants to just like do work there, you know? So think about that. Where, where have our failure points been? Where are we afraid to even say yes? I think God might want to set up camp there. I think he might want to pray there. I think you might want to have some Abba moments there. And to get kind of set you the stage of even how this looks further is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Jesus was perfect. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. How does the yes play out? And to me, he's probably the most fascinating place that the yes plays out is in Acts chapter 9 in Paul's life. And uh, this is Saul. It says, but Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Pause. Still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord? You mean the one who's in the garden, who then goes to the cross, who raised from the dead, and now he cares about his kids and what they're doing? And, and somebody wants to attack this movement? Uh how would Jesus respond? Well, check it out. Uh, Paul, Saul continues, went to the high priest and asked him for letters in, in uh, synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way, this is describing of Jesus, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him and falling to the ground. He heard a voice saying to him, so here's Saul out destroying and killing Christians. He's approved to do so. Because he's a man of authority, man of ethics, and he believes he's doing it because he's honoring God. He thinks the way is is robbing the children of Israel, or robbing the Torah's teaching. And so here he is, rightly convicted, strong. And, and, and if the one person I would think Jesus would punk out, it would be Saul. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it's the exact opposite. This is how the yes shows up. Jesus shows up with a voice that says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. The men who are traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days, he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Here's what I'd like to highlight out of that. Jesus' yes shows up to the worst person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like for sure it did and so uh, you know one uh, you guys are like this is the choir but uh, everybody watching this you think oh you're the worst person nah you're not worse than Saul <laughs> for sure and Jesus yes showed up then but I want you to realize something God didn't force his love he didn't force him in fact Saul who later identifies as Paul it was his yes that he realized he repented, he turned, and he saw a greater yes, and he realized, I am wrong. Mm-hmm. And so if there was a box, you know, boxes, like if Jesus was there in that moment, do you want to follow me? Yes, 
no. Saul's like, yes. He he co-signed. He co-signed. He he signed. He starts to then he writes the most books in all of the Bible. This is the character God used. This is how the yes plays out. Because here's the thing, Jesus is always yes. If he's yes for Saul, he's yes for me today. If he's yes in the garden while his homies are sleeping and while I'm failing him and letting him down, then he's still yes for me today. That's the grace of God. It is so scandalous. It's not built on our merit. This is where it gets difficult. You think, well, I've been showing up and and, and, wait, uh, yes, I've been saying yes. See me, God. No, wait, that's not how it works. He's not the genie. He's not. If he's saying no to us in any setting in our life, whatever we're asking for, it's because it's a greater yes. Right. I'm so grateful God said no to so many of my prayers. <laughs> I remember praying that, that I would marry my ex-girlfriend. She's amazing, uh, great for somebody, but not my one. God knew that Crystal was. Sometimes people say, you know, God gives you the desires of your heart. Well, it says those that delight in him. Because if you really delight in your dad and your father, you trust when he tells you no, it's okay. Right? Amen. right? So God doesn't reflect our earthly father. He may but that's, I think, where we get it distorted and confused because he's always saying yes. Jesus is always yes. So as we look at him, we recognize his big, bold yes is worth all of our attention, all of our affection, all in. There's not a maybe. There's not a sure with Jesus. It is yes, 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 I'm in. And so we then start to be a movement where we say, no, I say no to darkness. I say no to sin. I say no to porn. I say no to lust. I say no to addiction. I say no to all these things because I'm saying yes to heaven. I'm saying yes to holiness. I'm saying yes to purity. I'm saying yes to the adventure. I'm saying yes to more souls, finding freedom, more people when they're sleeping on Jesus, they can wake up and now they can be a part of the king's mission. And that's the type of activity why the yes and amen is always true in him. Always. Because when we let God down, he doesn't let us down. So as we uh, kind of wrap this up, let's land the plane. Where are we going? Um, well, for me, I- I've been wrestling this because the next thought I think is, well, I want to say yes. In fact, for this series, we want people to understand that they can, one, be in the family of God based upon what Jesus did. Final. But two, they can participate in the family of God. That there's a local family, here specifically City Life, that there's an invite that they can be a part of the team. That God has hardwired every single person with some type of giftings that he wants to use to serve the bride. And as we serve one another, it will display his love to the world. And by us saying yes to him and saying yes to each other, now people Mm -hmm. can can, can be captivated and feel what the the kingdom and the bride of heaven feels and looks like. Mm -hmm. What the great wedding ceremony will be forever. And so by the end of this month, what we're going to be asking everybody is whether they want to say yes or no to the dream team. They said in sales, you know, well, I remember my boss, Ron Pollack at Toshiba. Shout out to Ron. Crazy, uh, incredible leader. And he'd often say, hey, call him. Tell him you can take a yes or a no. You're a big boy, but you don't take an I don't know. When can I get a yes or a no? When can I get a yes or a no? And I'd say, God's a big boy, but it's time to get a yes or a no with him. That's good. And maybe you've been hurt or abused, and we create space for that right now. Holy Spirit, will you come into that pain, that shame of letting Jesus down, of maybe the church letting you down? Maybe you felt the family has let you down, but it's always yes in Jesus, right? And now maybe the the Holy Spirit will start to begin to resurrect. If you can do it for Saul, he can do it for you. He can do it for me. 
It's beautiful. That the abuse of what you've seen through different yes men settings or the no and enforced yes, like consent that wasn't there, forced behavior, that there's newness for, that there's newness in the power of God. Period. So I just pray that for people right now and uh, that was kind of impromptu, but here's, I guess, the big last thought here. Is this, friends, is will I let Jesus have all of me? Talk is cheap. Yeah. Rubber meets the road. When you read the text, you know, you go through this and you say, Jesus shows up and they left everything. Immediately they followed him. You think, well, it can't mean surely everything and it can't surely mean immediately. <laughs> well, you must not see how beautiful he is. Yeah. No, he meant everything and he meant immediately. And I will do it a hundred times over a hundred times. And that's the type of movement we lead here at City Life. Yeah. Yeah. Our yes matters. It matters yeah. to God. And it's all because of his yes first. Mm -hmm. So just, just a couple minutes. Um, I asked Kathy to take some notes because she just takes the most beautiful notes. And so how is this hitting us? Um, <laughs> yeah. Kathy, we, we, can I, can we see your notes? Sure. <laughs> it's amazing. So, Kathy, uh, here's some of her notes. Ooh, you know, she okay. say yes. You can never get enough of hearing from God. Amen. Yeah. You are a ten in something. You become happier by saying yes. Saul said yes. He is later Paul. If God tells you no, it's because he has a yes. <laughs> That's really neat. Um, if we really believe we are looking past our settings, always. How does the yes play out? It plays out in Paul's life, Saul's life. Um he says yes to relationships. God wants to show up at our failure points. And that's really good. Thank you, Kathy. What are some other things jumping out to you all real quick? Just have like a mental image right now. Um, if God says no as a, as a better yes. Like this mental image of whatever you're asking for is like a small no for a much, much bigger yes. Yeah. That's Come just on. beautiful. I needed that. That's good. Come on. That's good. I think a big one for me is just that God has like, he's setting truth before you. Like he's pursuing first. There's always initiation on his part. And that's yeah. what kind of frees us mm -hmm. and frees mm -hmm. us from the need to like earn the yes. And his ask, he's already asking. He's already speaking. Come on. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Come on. Yeah. I think for me, you said it earlier was just this idea of like, we'll say maybe or sure, or kind of like reason in our minds with Jesus yeah. when what he has for us, what he truly has for us is like the greatest thing ever. So why even hesitate to say yes, but then, you know, go and, and let, you know, give, give into Satan's play, playground. So for me, that, that saying yes, like, that's huge for me. In my heart, man. That's good. good. That's good. Anyone else? For <laughs> oh, um, me, it just goes back to that picture of Jesus saying yes, like how deep it was. And he was praying to, to God to say if there's any other way, but mm -hmm. in the end, it was like he did it for us. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll, we'll end with that thought because I remember being so compelled when, when the good news was illuminated before me. You know, people have been planting and watering and, and God has been revealing himself real to me my whole life, but I didn't notice it. But that moment when the Holy Spirit made it grow and I'm looking at Jesus on the cross, hearing the good news, and I'm thinking, I did that to him. Okay. I felt so guilty. Mm -hmm. I, I did that to him. Yeah. And it was my shame, my blame, um, uh, all these convictions I felt like I did that to him. And, and, uh, yeah, and just totally being compelled by his yes. And I'm like, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. 
right. have my life and that's, good. So that's it i'm all in um and it's so neat like it was uh, forgiveness is instant and then reflecting and following him through the ups and downs is it's just so beautiful so yeah. i want to encourage anybody be on the relationship with god say yes today um uh, jesus is his forgiveness is instant it's simply god take my life forgive me i'm a sinner i need help i need freedom i need your leading i need your guidance please be my shepherd uh, be my savior but also be my lord and i want to go all in i want to be a part of this team this family here and you'll have opportunities this whole month we're looking into november we're doing this great celebration for the dream team where the family all comes together and we rejoice and celebrate what it is to serve and be together and be connected and that's going to be a great time and we'll have opportunities we'll have a brochure that you can learn the ways you can serve here and be connected here and be committed here. And hopefully you'll be compelled to say some form of a yes that, that God is stirring up in you. It'll look different for all types of people because we're at different stages, we're in different seasons, and we have different purposes and wired differently in the body of Christ. And that's what's so beautiful about this team is everyone plays. Everyone has a position. And sometimes others will pick up additional weight Others will then slow down for certain seasons and we will serve one another. And that's just how this rhythm goes. So uh, hopefully you'll join us next week, 10 a.m. and 1130. Let's close and sing. And I hope that as we sing this song, take a moment and let God have all of you. Those no's, those failures, those moments. And when we're falling asleep and Jesus is like, what? <laughs> what? All that. So we love you guys. Shout out. We're in Florida right now. Hopefully the weather's great back home, but it's probably not as good as what we're experiencing. But there's no place we'd rather be than right there in Lansing, loving the city one life at a time. And that is real. Anytime I go and travel, we just take those nuggets and we come right back because it's not about a place. It's about the people. And we think God's doing something permanent and perfect in Lansing. In fact, when he comes back, we're praying this. The first place he wants to come is Lansing because yeah. there's a church there that yeah. he loves so deeply because they love people just like heaven. Yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.